0: such as marketing, sales, innovation, or funding that is absolutely critical to the growth of companies, whether they are startups or corporate global players. Where management needs to juggle the challenges of market entries or knowing how to navigate the uncertainty of disruptive developments, mind-feeding is where clarity evolves and helps solving organizational challenges for those who listen to the entire episode i have a special surprise gift i'm also working on some great guests that are industry leaders in management innovation and marketing and we will be talking in the future much more about the important trends that affecting the way we manage our companies in the demand to being sustainable, more environmentally and socially friendly, and becoming more empathic leaders. So, let's get started on today's topic. So, in today's topic, we're going to be looking at Investors want to invest in sustainable opportunities. That sounds quite a good opportunity. But the thing is, we have to somehow market to them. We have to attract them. Let's think about this. You are trying to attract investors for your business opportunities? Complex projects often need funds that go beyond your current financial means. It doesn't matter if you are a big corporate or a small investment company. Doesn't matter. The good projects in your environment usually are beyond your financial capabilities. But you know you have to attract investors, and this allows you to do certain kind of large profitable projects. So in order to be able to take advantage of these market windows, you need to convince an investor that you are going to help them grow their wealth. Because that's the first thing, of course, that they care about. Secondly, what do they care about? They want to be more responsible. This is a new trend. It's been growing and now it's become to a scale where it's an open window for you. Doesn't matter if you're an investment company, your marketer, doesn't matter. You have to find ways to send your marketing out and get those people. So the world of investment has drastically changed. For some, it's still the way it was. But for others, it's a nice time. Lots of opportunities and lots of Products that still don't exist in sustainable markets. So it's nearly a blue ocean. It's just that you have to get hold of the people who are looking for sustainable opportunities. And that's your job. If you're doing marketing or investment relationships and so on, hey, that's your job. So, okay, of course, it's a very Different marketing contexts if we compare marketing of toys or marketing investment projects. Investor relationship is sort of a subset of investment marketing. You might be, of course, of a different opinion, but nevertheless. Overall, we need to be more sensitive about the factors that attract ESG-aware investors. Because that's the niche, that's the untapped niche I'm talking about now. These are people who are really interested in investing in products, projects, in businesses. And some of the big companies, certain insurance companies as well, they are building ESG compliant products. The biggest challenge for these companies, even for the reinsurance companies, is when they get our money, our insurance payments, they have to put it somewhere. Because if somebody has an accident, of course they have to take the money and pay it. And we have inflation and other things that deplete money. So they have to put the money somewhere. And if you are offering a ESG compliant insurance policy, of course, then it means not only that you might say, well, if you go and buy an electric car, it might be more sustainable, and then you pay less. Um, but of course, at the same time, the person will say, okay, good, that's what I do, but what do you do? What's your contribution, my dear car insurance company? How are you going to be ESG compliant? Hmm. That's when the insurance company thinks, oh, uh or we too what do we do we of course put the money in companies and businesses that generate profits but are as well esg compliant because otherwise the whole thing doesn't work yeah. exactly and that's where it gets tricky because of course many companies think yeah we do this or we do that But they don't go through the whole thing. They don't look at the entire product and everything that's involved with it. Now, if you've taken the extra opportunity to see what's the market doing, what does the market want, what do they look at? And if you find the right spots, you can build your product, build your service offering in a way that you get all the ticks marked in green. And they then will say, you are ESG compliant and you allow me as well to be ESG compliant, so I will invest with you and not with the other guy or girl who's offering signed kind of product that's honestly not really compliant. And you might of course ask, what is not compliant? What is a product that's not compliant? Example investing into a fund that goes and invests money into companies who make um, oil rigs, oil drilling and so on. Companies who make tanks, ammunition, all sorts of kind of stuff, master destruction and so on and so on. So that's not the kind of business you want to invest if you want to be ESG compliant. And that means as well that Your insurance company should put the money into this kind of businesses. And when you think of it, okay, so in other areas, how could a product not be ESG compliant? So let's say you are using or making a product that uses components from poor countries where children have to work in a most appalling situation. Whereas well, there's environmental pollution happening, and so on. Well, that make, doesn't make your product environmentally friendly. You have to go and see that you buy the stuff what you need for your products from a safe place. Or if you can't find it elsewhere, go and inter in. How shall I say? It, try to influence them, your suppliers to be more environmentally friendly and be willing to pay more if they do their job properly. But of course, trust needs as well checking. Make sure that they're not holding you for full and they just still continue to dump the waste in the river. And that's the thing. You have to be able to prove as well that you actually ESG compliant. And it's not just by getting a certificate or so. You have to train your people. Your people need to know what is actually ESG. How do I use it in that? And at the same time, if they understand it, you can actually pump a marketing narrative to investors because they, at any kind of opportunity, they will ask. Then when you are not expecting it, some kind of employee. I say, what do you do with the paper waste? Oh, we we'll chuck it out the back. Ah, okay. What do you do with your um, wastewater? Oh, we just pump it in the river. Do you really think your investor is going to buy or invest in your company or your business opportunities if he's heard that your um gatekeeper is telling him that you are polluting the environment or if some employee is telling him something without actually knowing that it's not ESG compliant well that can kill your marketing yeah and you won't get your product closed or if you get it closed the market will get biased remorse and game over (laughs) the client will cancel now, let's think of it. We want to do marketing in a way that we attract the right investors. So think of it. What do investors want? Of course, safety. They want to have a certain level of profit margin. Yeah. Value increase and a certain limit of risk. Some people are very risk averse and some people are highly embracing risk they love it now the thing is there's a limit to what risk is acceptable and is not so think of it you are trying to get them to buy a share in your project yeah Now think of it, what what story, what narrative are you going to put in your brochures or in your website or in your videos that you might want to send to your clients? Because maybe um, you might be smart enough and say, well, I shouldn't send them a printed leaflet or brochure. That might not be quite environmentally friendly. On the other hand, does your investor really know how to handle videos and and? emails and that kind of stuff. And there's some people who are very wealthy and want to invest very money-friendly, but they're not quite technically up to the top and they have quite a difficulty. Then you might have to think, okay, how can I really drive it properly? Do I need to change my narrative? no not really you have to find the best way to reach your investors some you will simply have to send a letter or a mailing by post simple it won't help you to send an email or anything else or a twitter message or anything yep you will have to use more traditional ways nevertheless you can offer a huge variety because not every investor is the same. Some are very smart and some might not be so technically aware, but they know who to ask if they can't figure it out. And that's a good thing. They are smart. Otherwise they wouldn't have the wealth. Now think of it, you want them to invest into something. And they're looking for sustainable opportunities. Use pictures that fit it. Use language that fits. And highlight, of course, the benefits, the emotional things. Don't forget, of course, the numbers as well. A sustainable investor is not automatically going to expect you to produce like 15% profit on that. Nah, they might be quite happy with less because they think I'm doing business, I'm increasing my value and it's still okay. For that benefit, it's worthwhile. Now think of it. you have to find out what's really important for them. Take a white paper of sheet. I mean, a white sheet of paper and right in the middle, your product. Draw some lines outwards And try to write on each line product, values, social, age, all these different kind of elements that represent your buyer. Your buyer's interest and, of course, as well, the things that your buyer doesn't like. You want to either avoid the things that he doesn't like or you have to go and address these things and say, for instance, we do not invest in oil companies. And then the guy says, ah, they don't invest in oil. That's good. Good. So, <laughs> fine. He will not later on ask in his mind, do they invest in oil? No. Defy, I said it. So, last thing to for him to consider and think about it. Do they? Do they not? Well, they said they don't. Fine. We do not invest in companies that manufacture weapons of mass destruction. You say, hmm, that's good. I don't want to do that either. Good, and fine. And how about the profit and this and that? So, so that's something you can do. Now, let's imagine you are doing marketing for a small business. A small business is maybe trying to get investors who want to invest in a hotel project. It's a certain beautiful landscape and you want to do some really good things as well for environment and that. You maybe don't have a huge budget, but you have to think about it. how do I reach them? You can use certain kind of social media as well. The only thing is you have to look where is your audience? Let's say your audience is predominantly on Twitter. Why do you want to do marketing or ads on Facebook? Doesn't make sense, right? Yes, there might be a few that sometimes are hopping in around Facebook, but if they are Twitter or they're very much on LinkedIn, then that's where you want to put your marketing content, send out your narratives, and where it's sensible, investors will some money on advertising. Then your dollars will be well invested and you will have happy clients. And that's the thing. It might be that you are looking at an opportunity, and the investor looking for sustainable opportunities might be only in one platform. And the investor who doesn't want to invest in sustainable opportunities but is willing to invest in companies to have something with oil and weapons and that kind of stuff, might be in a different platform. So you can't put everyone in the same bucket. You have to then have, if you really are doing that kind of marketing for two different products, ESG compliant and not ESG compliant, (laughs) then you have to think about it. Try to separate them as far as possible. Because if your investors get confused, they think, wait a minute, I thought it was sustainable. I thought they don't invest in weapons. I thought they don't invest in businesses that do something with oil, oil rigging, gas, and so on and so on. But here it says they are doing stuff with coal mining. That's not sustainable. My thing is, it's two different projects but your investor gets confused and a confused mind doesn't buy. So try to, if you're really doing that kind of marketing or you have two different clients who are very diverse in a sustainability profile, try to avoid overlapping. It's so important because otherwise, your effectiveness of marketing can shoot at you really in a bad way. So, Investors want to invest in sustainable opportunities. What is sustainable? It can even be a product that um, is producing some kind of product that uses far less uh, seldom resources that we can have. Maybe products that are maybe avoiding chemicals and so on. There's a wide range of things. Just go and simply Google or go into DuckDuck.com and find whatever kind of things are more sustainable. The other opportunity, if you really want to read deeper into what ESG is so that you can actually understand, how could I maybe get some ESG clients who might be quite happy as I'm addressing the marketing? marketing narrative in a totally different way? Well, you can do one thing. You can, of course, read my blog. I now and then post a few things. But the most thing will be really helpful for your business. There's a book, and that book might already be on, published by the time you listen to this episode. But the book title is Sustainable Business Strategies. I will be publishing as well the ISBN number of the book into the description of this episode. Nevertheless, in case you are just listening this way or whatever way, it has the ISBN code 979 Sustainable Business Strategies. And it's a very precise, focused book on how to understand how ESG affects us in our business, how it affects a variety of different industries. And these industries might be your clients or your future clients, and as well to understand how it might be affecting as well my marketing narrative. In order to be ESG compliant, You cannot simply go and say, okay, I put an ESG logo. You have to do something totally different. And that's what we have to do. Let's see with the future episodes, furthermore, how we can adapt our marketing. Because the world has changed. And It's a huge bundle of opportunities. It's just most people, most business people, most marketing people are still going their old route and they're suffering because they just have to compete so hard, difficult against other people. And hey, there's a blue ocean just right next to you. How about using that? Instead of trying to fight over a little piece of cake where thousands of others are trying to get. Their share of it. Eventually, nothing will be left of it, or you're smart enough to go into the blue ocean. And if you don't know what the blue ocean is, there's a book on blue ocean. I can recommend to you if you are interested to understand what a blue ocean is. Otherwise, I'll be explaining it in one of my future podcasts. See you then. Enjoy your day. I hope you enjoyed today's edition of the Growth Zone show with Christian Barge. Thank you for listening. Please leave a review or rating here on iTunes or on podchaser.com. If you found the content helpful, then share it on social media, please. I would like to invite you to follow our show so that you don't miss the upcoming interviews with leaders in the market. Simply visit the website meetchrisbarch.com. I will be adding the link into the description of this episode so that you just need to click on that link. On my website, you will also find the links to free templates. If you're looking for the books I have published on marketing, innovative technology, and sustainable business strategies, just simply click on publication to find my book list. The world is constantly changing in response to trends and events. As a business leader, you need to bypass the sandbanks that can hurt your performance. For those of you who are signing up to follow the show, I have reserved a few copies of my ultimate guide on content marketing and an ESG compliant cheat sheet. This is the strategy that got me top corporate clients like McDonald's, Linde, Judith Packer, Deutsche Bank, Volvo, and many others. That strategy has been working for over 10 years and also got me contacts with police, transport authorities, military, and several universities and even leading research institutes. For sure, it also worked wonders as it got me many small, medium-sized enterprises and international clients around the world. The link to sign up to our free broadcasting service and the guide is at meetchrisbarge.com. That will give you access to the most recent versions of my ultimate guide on content marketing you can follow me on twitter by using the twitter handle cap barge it's spelled c a p b a r t s c h yes that is c a p barge or spelled charlie